in this hour, I believe that we're going to be stumbling and coming across people that need to be restored. But God says, oh, you are the restorer of what's broken. You're not to join the brokenness. You are actually to restore that which is broken. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's many that have been disfranchised, you know, dis, you know uh, disfranchised, is that what they say? Di- aren't engaging any longer in the gatherings or, you know, in... in uh, different ways and 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 God's saying you're the one that actually restores what's broken yeah amen you carry that anointing of restoration hallelujah would you stand up if you if you if you want to carry that I just really believe God wants to bless that and and just and just in, just release an anointing to be the restorer of what is broken it takes the anointing to restore what is broken it takes the anointing to restore broken fellowship because, you know what, there's things that have happened in people's lives that need a supernatural touch from God, that a spirit of, of, of forgetfulness would come. You see, He remembers our sins no more. And, and we can carry that anointing where people will remember well, their past, the, the, the brokenness, the hurts of the past. They will remember no more when you release that anointing to restore that which has been broken. Amen. So receive that anointing this morning. We're going to anoint people at the end of the service this morning, but I just believe that there's such a a multifaceted anointing being released this morning for restoration. Hallelujah. You know, what's going to happen is people are going to begin to turn up in your world that you'd actually forgotten about, but God says, I haven't forgotten about them, and I haven't forgotten about the part that they were to play in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lift up your arms and receive. Hallelujah. Receive your sons and daughters are going to come from afar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And somebody would say, too much past, too much damage. And God says, I am the restorer of the broken. I am the restorer of the breach. Hallelujah. You don't go into this year broken. You go into this year restored in Jesus' name. And I tell you, some of you are going to be so surprised at who's turning up in your world. Amen. You're going to be so surprised at who turns up in your life. Hallelujah. That you'd forgotten about. But you know what? There's seeds that have been planted in their hearts that you have actually planted. And they haven't forgotten the seeds of love. They haven't forgotten the seeds of generosity. They haven't received, they haven't forgotten the seeds of kindness that you have sown in their life. You thought it was to no avail, but God's saying, I'm going to begin to break open those seeds. Those seeds are germinating right now. Hallelujah. He's watering those seeds. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He's bringing to remembrance what has been sown, the generosity, the love. Oh, hallelujah. The kindness. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's a good word right there. Hallelujah. Receive it. And don't, look, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Grab a hold of this word this morning. Amen. Take a hold of it. Take a hold of it. He's about to shift and change some things in your life. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I tell you, church, don't be surprised who's sitting next to you. Don't be surprised who's sitting next to you. And then, oh, hallelujah, in the gathering, you're going to turn around. You're going to see people sitting next to you that you never thought possible. Hallelujah. That you would see them again. Hallelujah. It's not by might or by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Why don't you turn and give someone a huge big high five and say, I've received that word. I receive that word right now in Jesus' name. I'm taking a hold of that word. 
I'm taking a hold of that word. I'm gra- I'm taking a hold. I'm taking a hold. I'm taking it. Man, I'm not waiting for it to drop on me. I am taking a hold of it. Are you listening to me, church? I'm not waiting for it to happen. I'm taking a hold of it now. It's mine. Hallelujah. 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 Someone say, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. It belongs to me. It came for me today. Oh, bless the Lord. Woo, that'll do it. We can all go and have a cup of tea now. Bless God. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, this is going to be a year of miracles. I believe it will be a year of miracles. Amen. Someone says, I haven't got the capacity to believe for a miracle. I will repeat myself. You believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. Do you not believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. By the seed of God. By the seed of God. By the words of God. Conceived in the heart of a virgin. Jesus came forth. By the word of the Lord this morning. As you say your yes, as Mary said her yes, you will conceive your miracle. Come on. She agreed. She said, let it be unto me. Come on, stand up. Come on, work with me here. She said, let it be unto me, Lord, according to your word. Restore, restore, restore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, give it up for God. He's amazing. You just have to say yes and amen. That's all He needs is your agreement. I mean, you don't have to huff and puff and try and blow that thing down. You don't have to try and huff and buff and and blow that offence down. Amen. You just say yes. Hallelujah. And He watches over His Word to bring it to pass. And some of you heard that for the very first time. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. There's like a, there's, there's a hovering going on, you see. You can jump out of it real quick if you want to. Let's get on with it. Get on with what? What better thing have you got to do this morning? What do you want to get on with that's better than what God's about to do? Amen. Let him shake it off you. Let him shake it off you. Let him shake despair off you. Come on. Oh, the lion is about to roar. I'm telling you, the lion's about to roar. The lion has roared and the lion is about to roar. Hallelujah. I believe God sees us. You can be seated. I believe that God sees this church going into this year roaring. I said, going into this year, roaring. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. God is releasing His roar over His own. 
I said, God is releasing his roar over his own. Tim, would you pass in my iPad, please? Brad, would you show me how I keep it on? Keep it on so it doesn't go off. Come on. I'm just making a few adjustments here, okay? I'm instant. Bless the Lord. Just talk to the person next to you. Don't change the subject, though. I said, don't change the subject. That's the one I want. I give you glory, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you praise. Are you ready for what you're about to hear? Amen. You see, the <laughs> God is roaring over his church. I said, God is roaring over his church. Amen. He's roaring over you and he's roaring over me. Yeah? Glory to God. There it is there. Thank you, Lord. I don't know. Because the enemy's trying to... It's okay. Sorry? Thank you, Father. Yep. You do that for me. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Don't know. I'll see if I can keep on to it, though. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, I believe that for too long there's been a seen and not heard generation. Yeah? I remember when we were children at that time uh, of our life, it was like children are to be seen, not heard. Yeah? No conversation. You were to seen and not heard and you were to obey instructions. Anybody else? That was the way we were brought up. Seen, not heard. You just obey. You obey instructions. And when you obey the instructions, this is the way our parents loved us. Was That's the way they kept us safe. Yeah? That's, that, that, that was an expression of love. But what it did was it, it shut our mouths. And you know, it can be like that in the church. Yeah? <sighs> Where we get a, such a witness. And even this morning, you can get such a witness that God is speaking to you and the words are penetrating. But you, you, you get dumbed down. You don't want to say, yes! You don't, you don't want to stand up and shout because, and say your yes. Amen? We can be dumbed down, but God says it's time for the lion to roar. Amen. Hallelujah. The lion is roaring and his word brings light and his word brings life. Hallelujah. God's been laying on my heart his desire to raise up a prophetic people. He needs his voice to be heard, his creative voice, his healing voice. It's the voice uh, that sets people and nations free. I said it's the voice that sets people free. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a voice that brings truth. It's a voice that brings liberty. Amen. He wants to activate the voice, the roar of the church. Amen. It's time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time. Thank you, Father. He needs his voice to be heard. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that people are looking for answers in this time. Once you turn and agree, you know, I'm looking for answers. You know, there's things that I haven't experienced that I know to be true. 
I know to be true. I'm looking for answers. Amen. But if I don't find an answer, I go back to the truth that that is God is a good God. Amen. So no matter what I see, I can come into agreement with God is a good God. Maybe I'm not experiencing the best yet, but you know what? The best, I believe, has just begun. Amen. I'm not saying it is to come. I'm saying it's just begun. Because the more when we say it's, it's, it is to come, we're always pushing it out into the future. But His Word is now and now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence that I believe is my faith. It's my truth. Amen. God's about to reveal His truth like never before. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the time for us to experience the supernatural connection with heaven that is our inheritance. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That is a reality. Wait for spirit of wisdom and revelation to reveal to you that you have the answers. You have what you have been waiting for. You already have it. Hallelujah. While we were worshipping and saying God, singing God is good, you know, it's like... You are good. You are good. It's like I can feel people's hearts positioned in, in the place of you are going to be good. You are going to be good. So I'm just going to proclaim that you are going, you are good in the position, my heart is positioned, you are going to be good. But God wants us to position our hearts. You are good. You are good. The demonstration that you are good is in your word. The demonstration that you are good is seen on the cross at Calvary. Bless the Lord. Amen. Where you took it all for me. Oh, hallelujah. Someone say, you are good. Oh, bless the Lord. You will see demonstrations of him being good, but he is good now. I'm not waiting for him to be good. He has been good and he is good and he will always be good because he is the same yesterday. He is the same today and he is the same forever. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You're not excited enough. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. For 2,000 years, people have been praying, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants His church to see and to hear and to experience what they've been praying for. See, this word's going to stir such an expectation in your heart that you're going to start roaring. You're going to start not talking about the past or what's happened or, you know, what could have happened and what you wish didn't happen. You're going to start declaring what is going to happen and what is happening. Amen. Right now. Amen. And you're not going to be moved whether you see it or you don't. Because as far as you're concerned, if God said it, you spoke it, it's a done deal. Bless the Lord. That's the way the lion can rule. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't want my vision clouded by what I see. And I don't want it hindered by what I cannot see. I'm going to repeat that. I don't want my vision clouded by what I can see or hindered by what I cannot see. God is fine-tuning sensitivity. Hallelujah. He's causing our sight and our hearing to be acute. That's the word he gave me, acute. Yeah, it's good to look into a word that God gives you. It brings greater understanding. So I looked at the synonyms of it. 
It actually means intense. By His Spirit, He's causing our hearing and our sight to be intense. Yeah? Keen, sharp, supple, sensitive, smart, astute, canny. Don't you love it? Hallelujah. He's dialing us in that we can hear. But we position ourselves. You see, we co-labor with Christ. Yeah? We co-labor with Him. We co-labor with Him as we do this morning, corporately. And we co-labor with Him individually. Yeah? Glory to God. In the car a couple of days ago, I looked up into the sky. It's okay, Tim was driving. I was with him and he was driving. And I said to him, I said, I cannot see a cloud in the sky. It is so clear. You know, I love the way prophetically he does that. And he reminds me of it when he's placed something in my heart to bring. This morning, it's like, that was clear sky. There was not a cloud to be seen. It was so, so blue. Yeah? God's saying he's about to remove the clouds, the obstacles. Okay? He's about to remove the clouds, the obstacles, the things that are hindering the sight of the church. He reminded me again of that song. They say, I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Yeah? The clouds are gone as well. Amen? It's a great song. Listen to it. I'm sure it's got inspired. So he's moving clouds that we can see. One would say, well, so nothing's going to happen. No, but it's, it's a way you see what's happening around you. Amen? God sees blue skies because he sees a miracle about to happen. You know, Jesus, you know, <laughs> when he was challenged about why, why was the, the boy sick, he, he said, well, it was because of the sins. He said, no, that, but that my father be glorified. He looked at everything through the eyes of father being glorified when it came into alignment. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. So he said, I'm moving. Actually, would you stand? Because I think he's doing something physical as well as the moment. It's not only spiritual, but it's physical. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. You see, signs accompany the preaching of the word. They come with it. So let's jump on it. Well, let's just jump on it. Yeah. When he says it, we just jump on it straight away. I'm not going to ponder it too long in case the enemy will just take it away. Amen. So I speak to any cloudiness of vision, whether it be circumstantial or whether it be physical. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to those clouds. I speak to that storm. I speak to that rain. And I speak to that physical obstruction to sight in Jesus' name and tell you to be removed right now. The eyes of the righteous shall not be dim spiritually or physically or their natural forces abated. I speak life and light right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Someone says, I don't need my eyes fixed. Well, your neighbour might. So thank the Lord. Amen. Because you can carry that. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Bless the Lord. Tell me later. Thank you, Father, how your eyes are going. You know, it's really hard when you find out 10 years after a meeting that someone got something that you spoke out a word of knowledge for. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting and you celebrate it. 
And I've had it happen. I thought, gee, it would have been encouraging to know it then. Or the day after, or at least, you know, a month. You know, not 10 years later. Through somebody else. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Glory. Thank you, Father. See, he doesn't want our understanding affected by what we cannot hear either. Yeah? He wants to dig out our ears that we would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. You know, the world has got a whole heap to say to the church right now, have you noticed? Saying a whole heap to the world. But he wants to dig out our ears so that we would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. What is he saying to you? What is he saying? What is the Spirit of the Lord saying to you when the enemy attacks you in the night watches? What is the Spirit of the Lord trying to get through? Hey, because if we lean in, we will hear what he has to say. Don't just stay where you are for years and years and years because you made, you, you made a decision. You, you listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you now. Amen. What is he saying now? Come on, that's for someone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. How do we lean in? Through intimacy, through getting to know the voice of God, to know when we hear his voice. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Is that right? Yeah. Your closest friend can be a stranger's voice. Unless their words carry restoration. Hallelujah. Jesus Jesus, the Lord is saying, Jesus is the desire of the nations. He's the desire of your, of your, of your neighbor. Yeah? His desire, he's the desire of your family. Everyone has that space on the inside of them that desires for Jesus and they're hungry for God. Do you know everyone's hungry for God? Yeah? People can... People can do all sorts of things, you know, and, and, you know, addiction can be in all sorts of different ways. You know, people are feeding, trying to feed a hunger that they have in their hearts, but the hunger will never be satisfied until they see themselves in Him and that He becomes the desire, their desire. Yeah? That's actually, He's who they're desiring. Who's, he's who they're hungry for. Yeah? Every time people get addicted, start to turn on meat, social media, all the rest of it, they're hungry. There's a hungry in, hunger on the inside of them that are, they're trying to satisfy, but he's the one that they are hungry for and they don't know it yet. That's why the Scripture says Jesus is the desire of the nations. So we shared on Christmas Eve, amen. Jesus is the Saviour of the world and he is the desire of the nations. Bless the Lord. And he remains our desire. But you know, stuff can creep in and, and, and can take the roar out of us. But God's about to activate the roar. Amen. Glory to God. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Hallelujah, I've got time. 1, 1 Samuel chapter 3. You can turn there with me. It's a New King James that I'm using and I'm going from verse 1 through to 10 probably. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. 
And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place. It's so important for us to position our hearts. You know, you can be here today and you can be here for all sorts of reasons. But you know, we're here, so let's make a choice to position our heart to receive. Yeah? Because the more our hearts are positioned to receive, the more we receive. You see, you'll partake of what you honour. Yeah? When you honour the gifts and the callings in people's lives, you value them, even your own gifts and callings. When you value them, you actually partake of the gift that God is giving you through them. Amen? And, and you unwrap even more. More comes. And now I've preached off one verse. And we've got 10 to go, so I won't do that anymore. Oh, and it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. Interesting. The prophetic word was rare in this time. But he, and Eli's eyes had grown so dim that he couldn't see. You see the correlation, the parallel between the natural and the spiritual right there that I was speaking about earlier. There you go. That's a surprise. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of the God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called him again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. You see, sons know the voice of the father. Sons know the sound of the voice of the Father. And there are sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters that are coming when they hear the sound of the voice. Not even what they say, because people can say the same thing, but it's in the sound. It's the sound that identifies your spiritual children. Your natural children know your voice and your spiritual children will hear your voice. That's part of the sons and daughters being restored. Just a small part. Come on. Sons are positioned to hear. What would my father say? What would my spiritual, you know, in Lifehouse, there's a gentleman that when he's really tormented, uh, he sees Lifehouse as his church, his, his, his place of nourishment in more ways than one. And when he's dealing with torment, is he it, Lifehouse might not be open in the middle of the night. He will go and sit in front of Lifehouse and say, what would Terry say to me now you see it's the sound he heard the sound he heard the sound of God's voice and he related to Eli the one that he was in sonship to come on come on come on that's worth celebrating there's a nugget right there bless the Lord he said lie down again now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So who was he hearing it through? He was hearing it through Eli. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, 
that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. There he is again. He's positioning himself to hear. Turn to someone say, I am positioning myself to hear. Come on. You know, you're not positioning yourself to hear by listening to all the rot on the media stuff. That's for sure. Remember that. Amen. But your passion is about to be for the word of the Lord. Amen. It's about to shift. It's about to turn. Verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called at, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Speak for your servant hears. What was he saying? I am listening. I am listening. Sons hear with the ear of their heart. Sons hear with the ear of their heart. If Jesus has your heart, you will hear with the ear of your heart. I said, if Jesus has your heart, you will hear with the ear of your heart. And it will always be through a heart of love and mercy and kindness and grace and sacrifice. Hallelujah. Samuel then gives the word of the Lord to Eli. He had to learn to recognize the voice of God so that he could enter into his prophetic ministry. Every born-again believer is prophetic by nature. We are created, we are recreated to hear the voice of God. That doesn't mean we are all prophets, but it means that we are created to hear the voice of God, to hear our Father's voice. Amen? Glory to God. He learned to hear by listening to Eli's voice. We all need to be raising up the next generations. There are people, every one of us need to be positioned as a son or a daughter and also need to be raising sons and daughters ourselves. But you will never raise sons and daughters unless you are positioned as a son and a daughter yourself. In other words, you cannot become a father unless you are a son in the natural and in the spiritual. And many will say, well, I just heard myself repeating what you said. You are meant to. When you position your heart um, as, as a son, you are meant to say what your father says. I mean, you, you witnesses, it's in line with the Word of God. Is that right? Jesus said, I don't say anything until I hear what, you know, I don't, I don't speak anything unless my father speaks it. I don't even do anything unless I've seen him do it. There we see the ears and the eyes open, the spiritual ears and the spiritual eyes open to see and to hear. And that's what God's doing right now, that he would, you would know because you've already seen it before it happened. And, and you would know that when even breaking this open right now, times in your life where you have seen what you've already seen. I think the world called it deja vu. But God calls it prophetically seeing what I have in store for you. Bless the Lord. That rhymed, didn't it? Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Samuel was ministering to God. He was a lover of his presence. But he was not expecting to hear from him. The prophets had lost their ability to hear from God and had not raised up the next generation. 
we are raising up the next generation. Do you know, if your eyes are set on raising up the next generation and not on yourself, you will see things very differently. Because you will begin to celebrate what that next generation is partaking of. You won't look, well, this is my calling. This is my time to shine. Rot. It's not your time to shine at all. It's a time to raise sons and daughters. You know, that's the way you shine. That's, that's where you get the, my father said, my mother said, amen, because your concern is about raising sons and daughters, not being raised up yourself. The way you raise children is by going low. Amen. Your greatest joy will be in your children serving God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's not raising superstars. He's raising sons and daughters. Sorry to burst your bubble. It's not your time to shine. It's his time to shine through you. That's a word right there. Thank you, Father. And what was he doing? He's resting in the presence of God. He heard him and God entrusted him with a prophetic word for his nation because he heard him. As we develop intimacy with God, like Samuel, the heavens open up and we begin to hear accurately. God is searching for mouthpieces into our communities, into the marketplace, into the nation and into the nations. People are hungry to hear God's voice. Someone say, I'm hungry to hear the voice of the Lord. That's why you're here today, you know, like half of the nation's in bed still. Oh, bless the Lord. Some of them are in bed right now watching this. Hi, I'm glad, you know. Beautiful. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> People are hungry to hear God's voice. The God of this world system too is also tapping into that hunger. Have you noticed? There's so many different ways that we can hear from, you know, the enemy. There's so many different voices out there. We've actually been, you know, it's coming from every side. He is trying to tap into that hunger. He's trying to tap into it with the new age and the tarot, you know, all, all the stuff that's out there. He's trying to tap into that hunger, horoscopes, all the rest of it. But we need to hear and they need to hear the real God speak. They're waiting to hear the real God speak. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Did you hear that? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to the prophets. Now, I'm, Amos is a prophet, but I'm looking at the prophetic that's on the inside of every believer, the prophetic that can hear. We are born again. We are prophetic by nature. Okay? But he says, surely the Lord does nothing. Someone say nothing. Unless he reveals it to the unless he reveals his secret to the servants, the prophets. Why does he reveal it to prophets? Why does he reveal it to us so that we would speak it? But he says he's done nothing. If nothing's happening in your world right now, I would ask you the question, what are you speaking? 
What is it that God has revealed to you even 20 years ago that you haven't spoken? He actually spoke it so that you would speak it. And He's going to remind you of the things that you've forgotten about that He spoke to you so that you would begin to speak it. He revealed it to you so that you would speak it so that He would do something with it. You're not excited enough about that. Hey! Hallelujah! The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. He's reminding you of them. What you do, watch yourself do more in three years, and that was the that was the capacity of Jesus' ministry. He ministry ministered for three years and completely fulfilled his destiny. Watch what he can do in three years in your life if you allow him to breathe on what he's already spoken into your life. Oh, come on. It says, surely, just scripture here, not me saying, surely the Lord God does nothing. What does nothing mean? Nothing. Someone says, nothing's happening. Come on. Well, you, you have a part to play. Verse 8. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? There's a compelling on the inside of us to begin to speak out what He has spoken. Amen? Who can but prophesy? When that Word has branded you, branded your heart, and that you have to speak it. Who can but prophesy? Who can but speak? Get a bit excited about it. Do you know what I mean? Because He's branded your heart with something. And the enemy has hardened our hearts to what He has spoken and say, it's impossible. Yes, without Him it is. But with Him, all things are possible to Him who believes that He has heard from God. My paraphrase. Come on. Come on. I'm going to read that scripture again. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God has, does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? For the Lord God has spoken. And who, But who? Who can but prophesy? The lion has roared. God has spoken. He speaks into us and He unlocks what's already in us. He unlocks that seed. And as I said earlier, which I didn't put together, it's just amazing what He does. He germinates that seed. Allow Him to germinate that seed. You know, some seeds are hidden under the earth for a long time, but when it rains, yeah? I mean, when it rains, when the season comes, the thing cracks open, yeah? And it begins to flourish. It begins to shoot forth. Is that right? First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of the, of the corn comes forth. There's some seeds that are about to crack open in your life. I said there's some seeds that are about to crack open in your life. The seed of God is eternal. His Word is incorruptible seed. Peter calls it incorruptible, ever-living, immortal seed. The dreams that you carried in your heart are about to come into place. Just co-labour, cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Unless the Lord, he's got to reveal it to his prophets right there. The word re- revealed there in the, in the, in the Hebrew is, is galah, which means open, 
lay bare, expose, disclose and unveil. And there we see in Revelations 5, 5, where it says, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Ha. (laughs) You know, the prophet Amos speaks of the roaring that God will do as he goes into battle. The roaring that God would do. Yeah. As he goes into battle. Is anyone going to put on their battle gear or whatever and take a hold of what's already theirs? Yeah? Bless the Lord. Here is referring to the roaring God. The roaring God. What he will do when he comes against Israel's enemies. That's what, that, what he was speaking about. Now, God is releasing his roar over his own. I believe that prophetically. That's what he's spoken to me. He is releasing his roar over his own. Thank you, Father. He comes to set us free. I remember once seeing, seeing, you see, words was and they are and they are to come. They unfold and they're as relevant today when God has spoken as they were when it first came out of his mouth. Yeah? Still producing. I remember once in a meeting seeing him actually strod. He was, we were, you know, represented as one body. And um, he was, he was, this is where I wish I had my hookup thing. And, and, they, and he was, this lion was astride over this body and he was roaring over them. He was roaring over his body like a protective dad. Yeah? And watching and going, you know, like watching for any predators that were trying to take us out. Yeah? He's roaring over you. Turn to someone and say, He is roaring over the church. Hallelujah. He is roaring over the church. He said to me, Can you hear the angels singing as heaven celebrates? He is roaring over you and He is roaring over me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Time to roar. He's roaring. We shouldn't be surprised by the disasters and events of the day, but we need to be equipped for the answers. God is equipping us with the answers. Yeah? Remember that the thief comes immediately to steal the word, which is sown. Guard it with your life, because it is life. Immediately. He could be coming now, whispering stuff, junk, you know, whatever. Telling you the more important things you could have to do. But you know what? He wants us to guard it right now. And we we asked Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, put a watch over my mouth. Help me. Help me. Put a watch over my mouth. We are to have our hearing and our sight restored and bring forth the word of the Lord, bringing healing and deliverance and restoration to the nations. We're called to be the restorer of the breach, the broken. Eli said, listen to God. Listen to what he is saying. Sons reveal the word of God. Sons hear. The sons of God, the mature ones. It calls about this in, in Romans, um, Romans 8, 14. I think it says, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Sons hear the voice of God. And that, that word sons in there is the mature ones. They hear, they recognize the Word of God. Remembering that we have a more sure word of prophecy, which is the Word of God. The more we get into the Word of God, the more of the 
word that we know, the greater that that hearing from God um, is released. We hear because we have, he says, prophesy in Romans Romans 12, 6. He says, prophesy according to the measure of your faith. In other words, to the, to, or the, to the proportion of faith, to according to the measure of faith that you, word that you have heard because word produces faith. Okay. I hope you understood what I said then. Hallelujah. You doing okay? Ah. Before Samuel heard God speak, the prophetic word was rare. God doesn't want that word rare now. He wants he wants the um, the the seeing gifts um, to be to be prolific in the church. He wants the utterance gifts prolific in the church. This right now, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Yeah, he wants us operating in the gifts so that we capture the attention as Jesus did with the woman who was by the well when Jesus told her everything about herself. She ran away saying, I found someone that no, and, and, and a whole city was saved, hey. Because of that one word of knowledge, she's digging out our ears. Hallelujah. Give him your ears. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Father. We know that there was a famine in the word, but there's no famine. There's no famine in our land. For us, there is no famine of the word of God. I am finishing up. The lion is roaring. The word of the Lord comes because of the cry of the people. You're crying out to hear his word. His word comes if we're hungry for it. His word comes if we're asking for it. What is that saying? The revelation of his word comes. Lord, teach me. I want to hear. I haven't got an agenda. You know, I, I, I haven't got this agenda where I want you to confirm what I'm wanting to hear. Just confirm what I want to hear. You won't hear anything. You already know what the answer is. That's why you don't want to hear from him. That's when you go for an agenda, with an agenda to the Lord. Well, just confirm that I'm, you know, just, oh, well, why aren't you speaking to the Lord about it? Because, actually, because, you know, if you were to read your heart, you'd be honest with your heart. You don't want to hear. We, we don't want to hear sometimes because we already know the answer. Yeah? But if you want, you want to know the truth, then you're going to have to put your own agenda aside. Amen. I think that was for someone right there. Words of Reinhard Bonnke. When I see people going to hell, I don't feel like a purring. When I see people going to hell, I don't feel like purring. I don't feel like like purring like a kitten I feel like roaring like a lion Jesus saves I feel like roaring Jesus saves amen you know we need to look in the mirror sometimes when we, we can feel down out and say hey guess what Jesus saves he's not only saved but he is saving and he will save amen glory to God thank you father Remember that 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 uh, film, The Lion King. <laughs> His kingdom reign. The decree of the Lord, or the decree of the King, has to go forth. God's people are empowered. When you're empowered with a word like today, ministering angels are waiting for their assignment for us to get into alignment, so that they can bring what your words are saying to pass. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your words give them permission to operate on earth. 
That's interesting, isn't it? Because you've been given authority. Those words have to come through a human being here to come to pass. God uses you as a vessel to bring to pass his will on the earth. That's why he can't do anything until he reveals it to the prophets. For those that will speak it forth. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, Hebrews 3.15. Well, let's go to 18. It says, today, if you will hear his voice. Has anyone heard his voice today? One or two of us have. Has anyone heard his voice today? Few of us, many more that time. Praise God. Don't harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Amen. And it's interesting with Samuel, it's not three strikes and you're out. If, you're out. if you haven't moved on it for a while, you know, like, <laughs> it's still there, God's spoken. Amen. Every day is a new day and what a wonderful word to bring today, I believe, because, you know, thank you, Jesus, because it's a new day. Amen. It's a fresh new start for us all. It's a new year. God has spoken and he's waiting for the things that he's spoken to be spoken. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I just want to read this because I obviously wrote it down for a reason. These are not um, has-been words that have been given to you. These are going to be words as you steward them. Not confidence in our own words, but confidence that we have spoken, we have heard from God, and what we are speaking is the will of God. In Jeremiah um, oh, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. the scripture says, Je- Jeremiah said, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. His word brings a rejoicing in our heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eat his word. Take it as bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And he was the word become flesh. Take this word for yourself today. And don't look at your own ability. You know, it's, it's valuing yourself according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. Because sometimes words come forth like this and one would say, but you know, like I don't feel powerful. I, I don't feel like the words that I say make any difference at all. It's just me, you know. Like, you know, like I'm a pastry cook's daughter. You know? (laughs) I actually am. (laughs) And, And a hairdresser by trade. I can do hair. But as far as changing anything with what I speak, you see, you're looking at yourself according to the flesh. Not the spirit, I'm too old. You know, the day's done. Rubbish. Can't retire until you go to heaven. And you'll be busy there too. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So let's take a hold of this word. Let's eat this word. It's the bread of life. Meditate on it. Think on it. Speak it out. There's an urgency in the hour, but it's exciting. Amen. It's exciting. Don't you want a bit of steak? You know, like this is steak. Praise God for steak. It's protein and it builds muscle, doesn't it? Hope it does. Not a fitness expert. 
We need some muscle, church, and it's spiritual muscle. Amen? You got some to chew on today, that that word would become flesh. Guard it. Guard it. Get it in your heart. Yeah? And then guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart flows the issues of life. Amen? Bless the Lord. Won't you stand up? Hallelujah. Had a word, I believe, this morning of somebody who had actually hit their shot, it hit their um, fallen or on their elbow and had pain in their elbow. Um, I don't know whether that's somebody here or whether that's someone on live stream, but I just released healing to that injury in the name of Jesus. It was sort of like a really hard knock and it was a crush and I felt a lot of pain and a heart, you know, an injury. So just release that right now in Jesus' name. Is there anyone here with that? Because I had sort of like a feeling that it would be on live stream for somebody. Is anybody here? No, that's okay. Well, I just release that word right now in the name of Jesus. And he sends forth the word, he heals and he delivers from every affliction. So, Father, I thank you that all damage be totally restored to perfect health, healing and strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what I want to do this right now, and we're going to go off live stream in a minute, but but now, and I would love to minister. We want to anoint you with oil this morning for a fresh anointing of oil this morning. Amen. What I want to look at here, I'm going to go with this Psalm 92 verse 10. I believe it is. And we're going to have our ears and eyes anointed to hear for the Lord to renew our strength. Thank you, Jesus. So if you want to be anointed with oil, you'd like to, would you come up? Would you like to come up? Up the front? Yep. Glory. Glory to God. This is the scripture that I got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, but my horn, and that means my strength. Can I have the leaders that that I've given oil to, please? Um, But my horn, the emblem of excessive strength and stately grace. There's a grace for our eyes. I don't know why people get nervous about being in the middle there. What is that? It's always, praise God. Good on you, Steve. But my horn, the emblem of excessive strength and stately grace, you have exalted like that of a wild ox, and I am anointed with fresh oil. So he's anointing us with fresh oil. A fresh anointing for a brand new start. Tim, is, is there like a little bag with my oil in it? On the, you got it? Awesome. Hey, glory. The oil is a contact point. Yeah? And uh, I just believe this is such a special time. I mean, it's the first, we know it's the first Sunday of the year, but it's the first, it's, it's New Year's date. So what a wonderful time for us to be anointed for our year. Amen? And, uh, and it goes on to say, My eye looks upon those who lie in wait for me by my ears hear the evil doers rise up against me. We know in, the, in, the, in the Passion Translation, it talks about how the Lord is dealing as you're anointed. The Lord's dealing with everything that is coming against you. Because the anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Amen? Hallelujah. Destroys the yoke, removes the burden. And that means that freedom is released over our lives for a fresh new anointing for the year. Times of refreshing come from His presence. 
And the oil is, is, is an emblem of his presence. The anointing is, is, a, is, a, is a sign of his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Minstrel sing. Minstrel sing. Hallelujah. About the anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's just turn our hearts towards Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll get you guys to start moving along. Thank you.